0: This
1: is NRL Boom Rookies. Hello everyone and welcome to the episode of Boom Rookies presented by ESPN.
0: I am Matt Bungard
1: and with me today, Nick Campton. Guess Hello. who just got
0: back today, them wild-eyed boys that have been away.
1: Oh, I'm very excited to have you back. How was America?
0: Yeah, good. Fantastic. <laughs> no, it was great. It was great. Um, as you guys, newer listeners probably don't even know me or anything like that. But mm. before I went to America, about six weeks ago, I was the, the co-host. and Now I have returned and I've returned on the back of, you know, a, a truly a once-in-a-lifetime trip. Have you
1: compiled an enemies list of every person who sat in your seat
0: while you were gone? Well, I'd have to listen to the show to, <laughs> to do <It's> that. <laughs> no, no, no. It was... um. You know, I listened to a couple of the episodes. Thank, big thanks to everyone who filled in for me while I was while I was away. Um, I'll probably go into more detail on the trip and all that on next week's questions episode. Indeed, um, just talk about where I went, what I did, all that sort of good stuff. But this isn't, you know. Campos Trip Boom Rookies. This yeah. is NRL Boom Rookies. Do you want the Juicy so
1: Trip Goss? Patreon.com forward slash NRL Boom That's right.
0: You got, if you want it, you got to pay. you got to pony up, son. And patrons, you contributed
1: to that trip in <laughs> some small <laughs> way. So, the beers were on you. That's right, baby. And I drank them for you. Don't worry about oh, that. Excellent. And so you're back covering rugby league. I mean, what's what's the sort of... You, I asked you if you're going to the game tonight and you looked at me as though I asked if you spoke Swahili.
0: Well, I, I literally came straight from the airport to, I Banguard, do to, the to, to the Bungard's part. place to record. Um, so I'm not jet-lagged at the minute, but I'm sure it's going to come and kick me right in the ass in the next few hours. Is so that because love if of the game can, or because you're
1: out of money? Impossible to say. Hard to
0: say. <laughs> difficult Difficult to confirm at this time. Um, <laughs> I'm going to try and ma- I'll do my very best to make it to the end of the South's Rabidows game. And if I can do that, then I should be able to beat... Jet lag and get straight back into the the swing of things footy wise, but uh, yeah, I will I will not be attending the big match tonight. This the sudden death loser leaves town one.
1: Yeah, I will be sadly. Uh, hopefully, I'm still attending at the end of the match.
0: I, I mean, I have never heard you so down about a big South Sydney game mm. as as you are about this one. Because I listened to the Monday show with Scotty. Yeah, and like, and you've been you know sort of cracking a few jokes as well. Like you know who's gonna. Take over for the show after you walk into traffic after yeah, South loses. Stop like, making jokes about. I that. No, but I never, I never hear you talk about mm. Souths like that, man. You're all normally always so confident, even when the odds are against them.
1: Yeah, I'm feeling a little bit better about it in the last couple of days, especially with the outs they've had, and we'll get to that game shortly. But yeah, I should stop making jokes about that stuff. I'm obviously fine, and it's just a sporting event at the end of the day, and particularly um, with the sort of ceremony that's to be happening in the 15th minute today okay in that game maybe it kind of and not that anyone said anything to me but like maybe i should stop making jokes about stuff like that because it's just a game of footy and there's more important things but yeah you're right dude i'm in all seriousness i have been very down on them recently but you know whatever but by all accounts since they've aired the dirty laundry and that stuff the mood around the camp has been a little bit better so hey you got to cling on to something i suppose
0: that's right that's what you get when you let your heart win
1: damn straight Um, before we get there though we've got to talk about last night's game Brisbane 22 Melbourne 32 they did it again it doesn't seem to matter who's in the jersey on either of these teams they (laughs) find a way I'm a bit
0: hesitant to give this one well Melbourne did it again the Broncos just can't just can't do a thing against them can they because this was very much like a yeah this was was a bit of a wash this one like they just both teams just threw out a bunch of young fellas or inexperienced fellas at the very least you know everybody's got an eye on next week but i gotta tell you Mm. i actually really enjoyed this game very open very competitive like like really open great attacking footy and in games like this where there's so many blokes who are out i feel like the most that you can kind of look for or hope for is young fellas getting a chance and really taking it and there were a lot of guys who Mm. were worth Having an eye on in this game, there were three at the Storm in particular. Um, Jack Howarth, who's someone who's been talked about for a, a very, very a long, very time, anticipated debut. Thought he was pretty solid. Um, our guy, Joey Fucking Chan, making his first grade very debut. Excited about that. Very good stuff. But the, the 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 real sort of the real sort of rising star to come out of this Tapia It's Tapia moroa That's right. right. Vindication. Yeah. George did Clark. text
1: me and said, if you don't have an hour segment called Moroa's moments on tomorrow's show, I'll be giving you zero stars. So. Here's Moroa's moments.
0: <laughs> he made that line break.
1: It was pretty cool. And that was Moroa's moments. moments. But yes, yeah, Sua far longer. Sua S- 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 far Jesus longer. Christ. Let's
0: let's let's talk
1: Oof. about it. just just nice that the Storm could unearth another incredibly rapid and like elegant running fullback to just, I know it would have been a while hadn't yeah, it? like- been like- <laughs> Any relation to David? I don't think so.
0: Ah, uh, f- probably not. Well, he's like a he's a Mel- he's a Victorian dude. Yeah, junior. and
1: also David's got an apostrophe in his name and Sewer doesn't, as far as I can see. I've seen so. I've seen Sewer's name spelt both ways. Okay. I'm okay. sure that'll
0: get cleaned up in the very near future. But um yeah, he's someone that, that Melbourne's been pretty pumped about for a while. Um real footy sickos will remember a really cool length of the field try that he scored in a trial game. I think it was against the Knights earlier this year um, and he's someone who like they've sort of been waiting on for a, for a little bit um, but it was just great to sort of see those skills that he's shown in the lower grades and, and in junior footy translate translates so well to the top level you know like looks so comfortable in space just looked really comfortable combining with the with the rest of his teammates and all that and he definitely definitely one to watch for the future you know
1: yeah I just love the I just loved his running style. He, he, he again. Just I know it's a cliche that we've coined that you especially love, but he did get around the park really well. You gotta, love, you
0: gotta love it when they get around the park well. And geez, what that, does it mean? I don't know, but you know, you know when, when you see it, it. You and we saw it last see, night. Man. And
1: the way he and Pappenhausen in tandem got around the park very well together <laughs> for that try was just electric. And it's great to see him back as well. Um, th- this was a like obviously there was a lot written this week about dead rubbers and all that stuff, but this scheduling was perfect for Melbourne with the rehabilitation of Ryan Pappenhausen. And I don't know if you listened to the show on, I think it was Monday, it might have been last Friday, but apparently in the preseason you said uh, yeah. <laughs> that Brisbane would cop the full brunt of a Pappenhausen um, reinstatement game after he has a slow sort of work his way back in game the week before. You said it would happen in their mid-season game, so you, was, you were still right. It just happened at the end of the there year. There you go, I was
0: glad, I'm glad I was right about something on that <laughs> Brisbane preseason. Hey, you were point. right about the Cowboys
1: missing the finals, probably. So,
0: uh, But yeah, perhaps it was... It was always going to be a big step for him starting the game. Um I know there was a little bit of talk during the week about oh Melbourne going to put him in as their starting fullback for mm. the finals or something like that. I actually think that would be a really bad idea. Um He's had a great year. Yeah, well one mean he's had a really solid year, but two I think while Paps did have some really good touches last night, scored that tribe, supported really well, did some of the things that we've really that we came to know uh, well some of the some of the things that really turned him into a star before that bad knee injury. I also think it's pretty clear that he's still finding his way back. You know, and on that far along I'll try where him and mm. Pappenhausen linked up so well. If Pappenhausen's at full He flight, doesn't it,
1: need any link up. Exactly,
0: exactly. And that's the sort of thing that will he'll, he'll get closer back to his best when he gets another preseason in. Mm. You know, I think um NRL Physio Big Bry was saying that probably middle of next year was would we would be when he's looking for him to get back to his like uh, I think he described it as his new best, you know. So I I think it would be a mistake for for Melbourne to cut bait with Meany and start Pappenhausen, but I think they should keep Pappenhausen on the bench um, because you know worst comes worst he can he can cover the backline position, but I also think it'll just give the rest of the team a real boost to see him out there, mm. like popular fella around around the group, one of their one of their young leaders down there, and like I think it'll 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 give everyone a little bit of extra juice just to sort of have him there, knowing what so. he's been through yeah. and just having a little bit of that energy and that enthusiasm, you know? So I don't think he'll be starting for for during the finals, but I definitely think he can still be an important part of the squad.
1: Yeah, absolutely. On the Brisbane side, I think uh, you've you got to love got love a mature age debutant with Josh Rogers looking looking pretty solid. He can, can kick, kick the, a kick goal. the, kick the ball hell. very cleanly. But uh, I think that Brisbane fans, rightly, would be getting very, very excited by the, the the limited involvement we saw from Blake Moser. He looked very sharp at this level already. He
0: did, he did. Yeah, I thought he was really good. Tristan um, Saylor as well. well, but, well Tristan, Tristan Saylor was was really strong at the back, and I think Tristan Saylor is is a, a good marker for how far Brisbane have come this year. Mm. You know, I think I said a few times this year, but the, the, the mark of a really good side is when there's a bunch of blokes missing for whatever reasons, they're injured or suspension or they're being arrested. But the guys who come in, they all know what their job is. And even if the team's not as formidable, they still look pretty dangerous. Mm. And Tristan Saylor's a really good example of that. Because to be honest with you, before this year, I did not have much of a rap on him. Like no. I didn't didn't really rate him at the Dragons. didn't, And I'd been i I'd watched him in the Dragons for a long time and the lower grades and all that. And it was clear he had something, but I didn't think he had a whole lot. But then this year he's shown... He's shown a whole lot more. Yeah, Remember that
1: Warriors game earlier this year was fantastic yeah, in that game. Yeah.
0: And in this in this game, he showed a whole lot. And I, I guess that's a real measure for how far Brisbane's systems have come, you mm. know? And I don't know if that's down to to just Kevin Walters or the assistance he's got around him or the entire coaching setup. But yeah, I, I thought this whole game, even though Brisbane went down, was I a thought real he was probably measure. their best player. Yeah, I thought it was it was a real measure of of how much how much better their entire program is. That's not just a It's not just a good 17 that they've got up there. It's like there's been real systematic change through the entire top 30 and through everybody who's involved with that squad, which is really, really impressive, you know? Um, I really want to wrap Tom Flegler. I I thought he was really good, and I think he's actually been really good for Brisbane for the past couple of weeks. You know, I thought he really helped make a difference in uh in the win last week against canberra with his second stint when brisbane probably needed a little bit of fire and he was the one to provide it he's someone who's always had so much talent um and he's always had that real mean streak in him in as well which i love but he's not always been able to control that you know he's got a, a pretty checkered uh suspension history on him but i think he's really really found a nice balance probably since the origin series and um he's just taken it's 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 an element that's taking that Brisbane pack, which was already close to the best in the competition and making it even better. So, bully for them. Can you ever remember a
1: uh, a club or a stadium having to come out and say, please don't throw bananas on the field?
0: Um... Well, they were probably like some racist... Sorry, for a fun reason. Yeah, I for was going to say, reason. for a sad reason, yeah, there's for probably a, been yes, a couple. Many but...
1: racist soccer fans in Europe, <laughs> yes. But <laughs> how, for okay, a fun so reason... I,
0: how, did, how did this start? I have I, no I, idea. I, I, I missed t- this the completely. The first I heard of this was when the stadium put out the thing saying, Same. Please don't throw bananas at Tom Flegler, the son of a banana farmer.
1: Yes, I'd never heard about this before, but then there was like little kids wearing banana costumes. There was... There was there were people eating bananas in the crowd. Um, yeah, the big banana, big banana family.
0: Apparently, but so. but the but the crazy thing is, is like, so he's leaving and that's a loss and mm. all that. But it's not like he's been there for ten years or whatever. You know, it's not as if he's some beloved legend. It's still hanging funny. them up. Oh no, it's great. It's just I'd I never would have thought that the the Brisbane community would rally around Tom Flegler's last game like this. Five hundred hectares though. of
1: Flegler's finest bananas.
0: Hell yeah, up baby! In the
1: North Queensland area of Tully. It's a housing Game of Thrones.
0: It's uh, Jake Clifford's hometown. Oh, shout out Jake Clifford. Uh, but
1: yeah, uh, love the banana shtick. And um, yeah, a really fun game. I really enjoyed this game. Like I went into it with sort of no expectations at all, given the, the, the players that were being rested. But I guess it goes to show, and I, I, I do think there is an element of truth to this, by the way, it's people all week were freaking out. Oh, what about the fans who've paid money? It's like, well, first of all, if you're a fan of like the Broncos, you've been waiting all year to get a look at Blake Moser. You've been waiting a look, or you've been waiting all year to get a look at a couple of these guys on on the Melbourne Storm side of things. Like, we've all been waiting all year to see Ryan Pappenhausen. Like, we we got a great view last night, not just at some guys that are working their way back, but also a great look at some of the future for both of these clubs. And, you know, is that a better spectacle than just sort of like two middle-of-the-road teams that have trotted out their full-strength teams? Or even worse, two full-strength teams in Brisbane and Melbourne's case who aren't going at 100% because they've all got one iron next week
0: look I, I i the hysteria about players getting rested and oh we need to introduce one of those shitty buy rounds that the afl has and all of that like mm. that comes along every year and every year i think it's yeah it's pre- it's pretty pointless because if, even if you did introduce a buy round guess what half the clubs would do the week before the buy round the they'd rest them like it's it's there's there's it's i don't think it's a problem but if you do think it's a problem i don't really think there's a way yeah, to solve and one
1: it of, one of our patrons tom made this point on twitter which i thought was a really good point which was that like Where is this hysteria from these same journos and people in the media? Where's this hysteria during the origin period? When like half the games are cheapened in quality as a result of players not being...
0: I I, I, I always think that the last round of the regular season... It's real last day of school vibes. Yeah, like just just go out and have some fun. Oh, with it, yeah. I think Souths lost the game fifty four thirty four or something like that. Yeah, it's great, great, awesome. Like like just <laughs> who gives a shit? Well, let's have some fun out there, man. Like it's it's gonna be the last time you see some of these guys for nearly six months. So As Vitamin
1: C's friends forever plays in the background.
0: Yeah, man, let them let him go out there and have a bit of a run around. You know, I, think I think hope she's you like had a the high time paid of your
1: life. music executive now. Vitamin C, I feel like she's really high up at like
0: I, I believe you have to call her Mrs C. Oh, sorry, days,
1: apologies yeah. to Mrs C and to all <laughs> Vitamin C fans. But, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed this game, and I uh, hope we can enjoy the rest of the round to cut.
0: Try! Try! This is a try! Brilliant! Brilliant play! I think it's a try! Oh, I don't know if this is going to be a try!
1: Gee, what about this bloke? All right, it is time for our last What About This Bloke of the Year. We've got a new segment coming for the finals. More on that next week. But for now, it's time for another trip down memory lane to talk about a player. Right now,
0: sweet spot, the late
1: 90s, early 2000s. Nicholas?
0: So sitting around and naming old footy players is the finest thing a person can do. It was literally my favorite thing to do in the entire world. And listener Jez, uh, a, a mad roosters man, um He's probably better known by his many Patreon pseudonyms. What's he going by at the moment? My minute? name is Matt Bungard, and I love Taylor oh, Swift. Oh, still he's still sticking with that. Okay, so Big Swifty, old Jez. But anyway, he has chosen your friend and mine, Peter Cusack.
1: What a guy! So, uh yeah.
0: yeah well, well uh, you know, I'll handle I'll handle the roosters part of Peter Cusack, sure. and then you handle the other parts of so Peter Cusack. Uh, an honest front so you've rower, so you just said you're just having the front roosters, well.
1: so I get the country origin part. Oh no! <laughs> no, you can have the country oh, no. origin part too.
0: So he's from Young in Country New South Wales. He went to uh, St Greg's out of Campbelltown, which mm-hmm. is where which is where I went. Um, and sort of came on the scene in the late nineties, early two thousands, as like a very no frills, straight up and down, hard working, hard living sort of front rower. You know, one of the last one of the last like professional players who also had a job on the side. I think he was a plumber. Like I think he was a plumber three or four days a week and then he'd come out and cart the ball up for Gus's Roosters teams, which you gotta love stuff like that. Played for, played country a couple of times. Um mm. played in a few of those grand final sites. I'm not sure was he in the team? One in O two was on the bench he was. Yeah, But sort of a mainstay of those of those years. Things probably didn't work out um, at the end, the it's way the anyone clubman would have of wanted, the year
1: when they won the grand final as well. Yeah, it's always it's a good oh, clubman. Always,
0: always nice when you can say, "Yeah, you know what? He's a really good clubman. Mm. Really good clubman." What does that mean? I don't know, but you know it when you see it. Exactly right. Um, and then finished up at the Roosters. Sort of the there was a bit of a salary cap pinch towards the end of 0-4 Didn't play a whole lot in 0-4 Missed a lot of the the back half of the season. But when Luke Rickardson got suspended for the grand final, the, Craig Fitzgibbon moved to lock. Adrian Morley moved from prop to second row, and Peter Cusack was recalled for his first game in about two or three months against the against the Bulldogs. From memory, he played about the opening 20 minutes and didn't come back on. So, Ricky Stewart has been making weird team selections for a long, long time. And even good, honest, hard-working clubmen like Peter Cusack can end up on the on the back end of it. Do you
1: remember, But before we get more on Cusack, do you remember in, I think it was 02, possibly 03 grand final... In an homage to the David Beckham, pray for his leg injury. Uh, the Telegraph put "pray for Luke's leg" for Luke Rickett on the back page of the, oh, day, I the Telegraph. Do not remember that, yeah, because <laughs> he was battling a leg injury apparently going into that game. But uh, yeah.
0: Anyway, yeah. So Cusack finished up at the Roosters at the end of 04 and as many sort of uh <laughs> it was a elder, tried elder, tested, uh yeah as many as many elder statesmen did around that time he headed to your beloved South Sydney Rabbitohs.
1: yeah it's fair to say it worked out better than Shannon Hegarty's move to South did
0: yeah I'll start well, not not a not a high bar to clear
1: I, the lowest bar some would say um but yeah uh Cusack was sort of like one of these guys that they signed that sort of first ushered in this era of professionalism that they were supposed to be sort of you know, in a professional competition that they were in. They were still being <laughs> run like a like a very amateurish organisation those first couple of years after reinstatement. And Cusack was, it, it did precede Crow and Holmes at Court buying the team, but he was one of those, that first crop of guys that came in there and actually you kind of thought, oh, like we might not be total garbage. Do you think here. that
0: sort of tipped Rusty and Holmes at Court over the top? They're like... They got Cusack cheap. That's an asset we need to be mm. a part of.
1: <laughs> I mean, I can only hope so because, of course, then he he was their sort of big acquisition in 05 and then that laid the platform for them to, in the next couple of years, land guys like Roy Atasi and David Kidwell as well. I
0: was I was going to say he's kind of like a, a, a... You're right, he's a very good bridge from mm. the desperate, pathetic Souths from just after readmission to the the, the more capable one that sort of emerged a few years after like a very a, a very competent signing you know mm. this isn't signing this isn't like signing um oh jeez what were some of the shockers you'd know better than me but this isn't just getting a bloke who's going to play three games and then vanish forever like this is peter Cusack, man this is professional yeah this is this is this is a guy this is a guy who knows how this game is played and how you're meant to Conduct yourself and look after yourself, you know. Did he come in and did he come in and captain straight away? Not straight
1: away because um Brian Fletcher was still there. Oh wow and yeah. Speaking of South Sharusa's transfers, it didn't go great. Although he had some good games, Fletch. And um then Ashley Harrison was also captain over Cusack.
0: Is Ash Harrison too good for what about this guy?
1: Uh yeah. He's he, right he on he the edge. A, I think. He played he played Origin fifteen times. Okay, yeah, that's too many. <laughs>
0: That's too many. It's a lot of. I origins. wouldn't have guessed it was fifteen.
1: Neither would I. I just, I just had the South 05 Rugby League Project page up, so I clicked on his name. What,
0: what, if, what if, what if we get Ash Harrison in? But it's just Souths. It's just, just the Souths. South I'll
1: never forget when Francis Mellie slapped him in the face, and not a teammate ran in to defend him. That was or the Ashley. moment you lost him. It actually was because he signed for the Roosters the next year. Anyway, so then Cusack did become the captain in two thousand and six. And what happened, Nick? Uh, you just finished last and we only won, won three games three games the first of which was against the origin affected Broncos in like rounds like 14 or cop something. that Leon Bot.
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> they, they
1: actually scored a hectic try that night from memory but and yeah. the, other,
0: the other two wins there was one against Penrith yep and one they, against they, the Raiders they're,
1: they're, their annual win over Penrith for whatever weird reason like god even though crap they used to like beat Penrith like sometimes didn't make any sense. One against the Raiders. Yeah. A a comprehensive 21 to eight win. Brutal. So yeah, three (laughs) wins in that (laughs) year. Plus for the punters. That's right. So three wins that year. But then of course, Oh seven rolls around and they get Asatasi, they get Kidwell, they get a few other guys. That's the year where Joey Williams breaks into the team. That's, that's the year where Cusack's leadership has been so respected at this point in his first two years at the club that a guy like Roy Asatasi comes in and he's not made the captain. It's Cusack and Kidwell that are the co-captains. And that's the first South team really in my lifetime in 07 that was, I mean, well, they made the finals for a start, but they started that year with three consecutive wins. One of a very comfortable 18-6 win over the Roosters where Cusack played pretty well in. Um, Nigel Vungana, another guy that they they picked up along the way there, got a double in that one. Um, Ended up, they got David Peachy. That South had a really weird team in 07 with coach Jason Taylor. But they end up, They end up um, making it to the finals for the first time in our lifetime, which we did briefly talk about last week or the week before, because Ben Rogers was a part of that as well. Um, And then, of course, so Cusack's the captain uh, in South's first finals game. In my lifetime, so there that, that will always be something they got smashed, of course. Ah,
0: but. yeah, but, you know, nice little nice little reward for Cusack. Very, like, he very much uh, taught a lot of those young fellas what life at the top's all about. Yeah, yeah, really important signing. Yeah, played a couple of games for country as well. Always nice to see. And then I think he finished up with a couple of years at Hull FC. A, a good, good fella as well, Peter mm-hmm. Cusack. I'm, I don't know him personally, but I know a few people... From around my old school, have had a bit to do with him and all that sort of thing. Everyone speaks very, very highly of him. So P- Peter, C- Peter Cusack, a uh, salt of the Earth character,
1: mm. and uh, yeah, our last guy for the year. We're not That's keeping the... it going through the finals. No, no, no. We got we, you. You know the new segment.
0: I know. I just didn't know we were punting That's, and what. No, about no this we're not guy?
1: punting. It's just there's there's a finite number of, of guys. Mm. We don't want to. We don't want to. T-
0: it is. It is an exhaustible resource yeah. of the many guys that we've talked about this year. Which one was your favourite?
1: Uh, it's got to be Justin Smith purely for the purely
0: for the, I can't believe <laughs> you weren't here for that I wasn't that. there for that eh? that's so good see of the ones did I you was see here him? for <laughs> I didn't run into him no I didn't get down to the <laughs> bayou I didn't get down to the bayou my favourite of the of the ones that you and I did my favorite's Mick Barney that was a great one too. How he ended up the voice of the sorting yeah, hat that, Harry Potter and the Cursed unbelievable. Child unbelievable incredible shit great stuff yeah. oh. but a uh, big thank you to everyone who Sent those names in this year. Mm. Um, I've really, I've really, really enjoyed. It's been great. That new be plenty more next yeah. year. Yeah, and we're it's only just getting
1: started. Indeed. Uh, okay, let's move on to the first game tonight. Manly Warringah hosting the West Tigers. Um, this is a game that's being played. It, it sure being. is,
0: and and that we can't take that away from any of them. Can I we? I know
1: that uh, Tigers fans are excited about Kit Lally uh, debuting? So that's something,
0: I guess. It's good. It's good to see. It's good stuff. No, it's like um I guess let's it's like we said before. I guess all you can look for is 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 individual performances, mm. little things that you might be able to carry for next year. If I was a if I was a West fan, I'd be pretty keen to see um Justin Matamua at Lockford. I know there's a lot of West fans who are very, very high on him, very high on his skill as a ball player. And he probably hasn't played as much this year as as anybody would have liked. I think for Pole, who's been pretty mm. solid at times, he's sort of got more of the run at lock, but I think Matamu is a player with probably a bit of a higher ceiling, and, and possibly can be a pretty fair part of the club's future. So I'll be keeping, uh, I'll be keeping a big eye on him. I've got to tell you, I don't know a lot about those Wests debutants I don't either. I just
1: know their fans are excited. Yeah,
0: just it's it's worth a crack. That's what that's what round twenty seven is for, man. Like, chuck the kids I in there my and see how you go. You best know?
1: friend Toff Sipley has another good game. <laughs>
0: uh, but he, he also you, would, you would love the toffs, wouldn't mm.
1: you? Oh no, He's turns it around on me. Uh, but like, I think Cherry Evans is still, as Scotty said on Monday, still in the frame for that Kangaroos jersey. And every good performance he puts out there does him no disservice. And he's had a fantastic season. I think if he can put in another masterclass here, that does get him a, a little bit. Closer into that frame for that for that post uh, post NRL uh, series that they've got going on.
0: I think he's had a he's had a great he's season. Been fantastic, and his consistency in, extremely, in an extremely inconsistent Manly team is quite commendable. But clearly, he's got that jersey. I sign agree, up. but you like,
1: know, all you can do is try your best, mate. And that, that's right. That, that's
0: that's that is all you can do, Matt.
1: Yeah, and maybe Ray Vega will do something cool.
0: Well yeah, like if I was if I was a manly guy, I'd want to see more from from Gordon Chan Kam Tong. I thought he had a really strong debut last week. I think it's pretty clear that he's going to be a huge part of, of what this club's doing going forward. And um yeah, Ray Vegas totally insane and I absolutely love it. Why
1: not like is there a reason to not have Schuster in the 18 if you like when there's really nothing on the line I guess just I is guess it just, just to try and light to, to keep send, lighting a fire under well,
0: him. Well, I I would say it's to try and send a message, but they've tried to send a message to him a few times this year and it just hasn't seemed to have Josh, really
1: Josh if you don't heed this warning you could be on what about this bloke in like two years time so please
0: <sighs> we can dream we can dream we I do that. remember I when, he, when he first came on the scene a couple of years ago and I'm, I'm, I'm still a big Schuster fan I'm a big believer in his talent Schuster booster a Schuster say. booster mm. and I can't remember who it was but somebody after like Schuster's second or third game said bro he's just the next <laughs> Felitti Matteo and I was like man you say that like it's a bad thing you know <laughs> Oh wait, were they trying to denigrate him?
1: Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. That, like that. Oh, they were talking him down. How dare you! I know, right? I know. I do love that. Like, there's other guys that are like. There's oh, I the next John Sutton. He's the next Dave Taylor. Well, yeah, yeah, that's, that's awesome. That's great. What, <laughs> a big fella that throws flick pass. <laughs> no, that's
0: a feature, not a bug, man. Yeah. Um, um, the the manly player who impressed is really impressed me over the last couple of weeks. Is Tolo Kola mm-hmm. got a got a, a good run of fullback last he runs week. fast. And, well, yeah, like he's always had that athletic ability, but I think putting it together and sort of putting that athletic t- ability together in the seniors can be. A little bit of a, it can be a It's a big step, you know, for for guys who have been physically dominant at the junior level. But I think Cole has, you know, very quietly made some good progress this year, and he's someone that, with one more preseason under his belt, it wouldn't surprise me if, like, next year is the really big mm. breakout season for him because I think he's shown a few flashes here and there, and and all of that. But I think he, he's really, really starting to get there. I was very impressed with how he went against Canterbury, mm. and I'll be looking for another big performance from him in this one. Yep, uh, I'm going to tip Manly. <laughs> I'm just going to tip. I'm going to tip West just because. Sure, why not? Yeah, why not? I hope. I, I tell you, I hope West turn up and put on a big one for Coruscant because I think in a really shitty team this year, he has tried every single trick he knows to to get. You him can't going.
1: accuse him of being one of those guys that gets a big contract and phoning it in.
0: Well, that's it. And West have got a couple. I've got a couple I've got of guys. History
1: of guys doing that.
0: Who kind of do that? But uh, yeah, Kairasaue. I think he he was already very high in my estimations, but he's stayed there and maybe even arisen a little bit this year because it would have been very easy to turn it up and take the money and do all that but he's never st- he's never stopped scheming, never stopped hustling so very Indeed. good stuff Indeed.
1: Um, Souths have been sliding more and more into favouritism as the week has progressed and I feel like if you just bet against Souths like head to head every game this year you would have made a substantial amount okay. of money because it feels like they're favourites every single
0: week Talk me through this one, I man. What are your thoughts? What are your feelings? What, we're do, you, what, going what, what, what do you want to happen? To win. What do you think's going to happen?
1: Uh, I think we're going to win. Okay. Um, not just because of the stuff we talked about on Monday and earlier today with like how I think the mood has picked up around the place since everything got aired out. It's it's honestly more to do with the, the guys the Roosters have not playing more than anything else. And I love Corey Allen. I think that Junior Pauga's got a huge future ahead of him, but... Like, you know, I think Latrell, Manu is a reasonably fair trade-off. I think Tom Burgess, JWH is a reasonably fair trade-off. But you lose Daniel Tupo on top of that. And suddenly, I think the advantage clearly swings towards South. Um, the other part is they haven't played a game at home in a really long time. And mm-hmm. it's a place they don't lose a whole lot of games at ANZ Stadium. It's a place where, particularly against the Roosters, they've had a bunch of success Would you say recently. it's a fortress? I wouldn't go that far <laughs> because they did lose to the Bulldogs <laughs> and the Raiders there this year, but, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, they've won, I believe the last four, they haven't lost to the rabbit, they haven't lost to the Roosters at Stadium Australia since 2018. Really? So yeah, 2019, 16, 10, uh, 2020 was the six to eight, the make a wish, the Corey Allen, give it the ball, the AJ game, but then. 26-16, Latrell breakaway try, and then twenty eight sixteen last year. So, um, yeah, they've had their number at this stadium. And I know that doesn't mean a whole lot because, you know, it's just, it's really, it's, it's you know, 20 minutes away from the other stadium where the Roosters have had a fair deal of success against South, including earlier this year. But um, I just think that somehow through everything that's happened, the, the, the team on paper that South's putting out there is still a good deal stronger than the one the Roosters are putting out. And... If there's anything left in this tank in terms of passion, in terms of desire, in terms of drive, and I believe that there is, they have to turn up tonight. and They have to fire up. And I, I, I if I don't believe that they will, then why am I watching this sport?
0: That's the spirit, son. Yeah, this is, I've been flip-flopping on this one kind of all week. I sort of started out with, I know both teams have guys out, but I think that South missing Luttrell is bigger than anything the Roosters have got missing. You know, that's sort of where I arrived when Hargraves was out and Manu was out. And even though Supo still an important player for them, I don't know if that's enough to tip my scales back to back to South. You know, because even though the Roosters do have some guys out, they a lot of what has made them effective over the last couple of weeks is still there. Like Teddy's still there, Sue is still there out on the wing. Mm. You know, they've still got Lindsey Collins up front, they've still got Brandon Smith. Smith so was
1: really good against them in round three as well. Very, was, very... I think very, his best game of the season. Probably. I do too.
0: Yeah, very strong. Um, I think Victor Radley's been playing really well these last couple of weeks. And I, I think I've said this on the show before, but I actually think Radley is maybe the Roosters' most important player. Wow. Not that not their best player. Not their best player by any means. Yeah. But like when he's...
1: When he's on and he's linking the well, attack. Well, when his
0: passing is going, yeah. the attack gets going. Because Walker and... Ki- like Keary is a natural second receiver. Nearly always has been. Mm-hmm. And Walker at this point of his career is much more comfortable in that role. So when you have Radley operating as the first reliever, all of a sudden they can actually score points. Mm. But then when he doesn't, and if that's due to suspension or ill form or whatever, yep. all of a sudden things just kind of fall apart. Yeah. So him sort of, him sort of hitting form and the roosters sort of finding something over these last couple of weeks, I don't think that's a that's a coincidence. No. You know? And like if I if I just look at the different ways that a game like this plays out like if it turns into a yardage battle i think that favors the roosters because i just don't know if souths are going to quite
1: i'm glad it stopped raining because it was raining this morning yeah
0: yeah i don't think i don't quite think souths have the the muscle in the middle field or the yardage in their back five to go with the roosters in that respect even if someone like tupo's out because the the roosters you know they still have collins up front they still have tedesco and suele at the back like that's yards 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 you know so i think the best way to souths to approach this is quick fast footy mm, run and gun absolutely Cody, Damian Cook, Cameron Murray, get Talis Duncan out there, like really go quick, go quick, go quick, go quick and dare the dare the Roosters to go at that same sort of breakneck pace. I feel like that's their best path to yeah. victory. Uh, I'm surprised you think
1: that the Roosters have a clear advantage in the middle. I think that like, because I said Brandon Smith was their best player round three. The other guy I thought that was their was best Hargos, player was yeah. Maria Hargo. He was, yeah. And that to me is such a gigantic out and I just don't see them having anywhere near the amount of firepower like off the bench that see us do I think that Jai Arrow Hame Sele and Talis Duncan are better than anyone that the Roosters are going to be I, I,
0: I I'm going to be interested to see if Arrow if Arrow actually does come off and the I was bench.
1: going to say I will be surprised to see A. who they start with and B. if we don't see some Kean Murray on the edge again in this game and maybe some Keon in the middle because mm-hmm. I think Keon has really struggled in the last few weeks and I think that maybe they need to change something up to get those guys firing. Yeah. And whether it's whether whether that's tonight or whether that's I think Cheekham's being named to start is a bit of a clue that maybe Arrow's is going to come into that position instead. We'll see what happens, but um, yeah. That, I,
0: that, see that that's kind of what I'm thinking. I'm, I'm this is this is just me guessing because yeah, again I've yeah. been I've been you know boozing my way across America for six weeks. I've not been dialed in, but I think Arrow is going to start on that edge, mm. and I actually don't like that. I would I would I would want Arrow to be part of that middle rotation because then if he is. At the at the very at the very least at the very least it's a, it's close yeah if not advantage south yeah but I don't think that's going to happen. You I think know? If, if they can get
1: fifteen to twenty good minutes out of Big Shack to start this game, that sets a really good platform for them because I thought he was pretty off the pace against Newcastle, but yeah, I did but think he was, was, was really just, really was good a, against the Dragons. The
0: Knights game was just a bit quick for him. It wasn't was it? it was. So if if South have got to play fast, maybe maybe like maybe maybe that. this yeah. is a game that is not quite sort of in his strike zone Isaac you know? Thompson
1: is a guy I completely forgot about I did too <laughs> <laughs> but like as much as they're going to miss crazy Tane and his yardage carries and originally I assumed Tane Mill had been suspended but no he's just been dropped and he's 18th man um Thompson's metres per game stat is almost as high as Milne's. So he's a guy that does give them a little bit of that yardage. They're going to need a big game from him in that regard. They're also going to need guys like Campbell Graham to pick up that slack because we know that Blake Torf and Alex Johnson are not going to do that. One stat that uh, you might not be aware of, Nick, Blake Taff undefeated in the month of September. Yeah, I listened to the Monday show. Mr. September. I, I listened. Oh, well, I wasn't sure if you had because <laughs> you said
0: earlier in the show that you didn't listen. No, I didn't listen to all of them. I anyway, didn't listen to all Mr. of them. Mr. September. some of them. Um, I we talked a lot about South. I just want to talk about the Roosters. Mm. I really like Siwa Wong. He was awesome last week. I know he, they
1: put had, he had to go out in the centres and play out there for a while, but I thought he did a job there. And before he had to go out there, I thought he was really impressive in that back row spot.
0: I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. The, the, like there's been a lot of talk of, about him out of the Roosters for, for oh, a the while. Oh, the Roosters unearthed another
1: really good back row. Oh wow, they, they
0: they signed another junior rugby player and they're gonna turn him into an awesome back rower. Well, Who could have possibly, well, possibly seen this going? But yeah, I think they've sort of been um They've been a bit short at second row all year because, you know, Angus Crichton had had those had uh, those troubles away from footy that he yeah. was that he was working through and Tupinu was sort of in and out in the side and they found a bit of stability with, with Nat Butcher out there. But I think Wong is someone who's got a massive, massive future in that position. I, agree. I, I have been He's extremely impressed with him.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. Terrell Mays had some nice touches when he's been out there too. So, yeah, they've got, they've got a couple of really nice players. It'll just be very interesting to see how they use that bench, whether they, whether that is the team they end up going with. Like right now, Drew Hutch is in, named in the 18th man. Nath White's out of the squad for now. We'll see what they do. I don't know about having a Harv as the 18th man and also having Sandon Smith on the bench. It seems like a bit of a curious one, but we'll see what happens. I'll tell you,
0: uh, I'm torn here because you've made some good points about South. Thank you. Um, But I also caught up with friend of the show, Josh Brandon in LA, a Mad rooster. fan. One of the great men. One of the last things I said before I left his house the other day was tipping the roosters on the show for you brother
1: yeah well he is quite possibly the 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 best dude we know so So i've got to do it yeah i gotta i gotta
0: gotta tip the roosters for beloved patron josh totally understand that the moral of the story there is you can buy my love yep just Uh, sign sign up to the patreon and i'll say whatever you want
1: Uh, i'll be tipping south sydney i think it is going to be a really good game um just hoping that it's it's a fun night everyone has a good time uh yeah um I've, i've Anything to else to say? No, I'm just trying to think of how many times I've seen them win live this year. I think it's like five, but like me and Pop together, have only seen two wins this year. Heartbreaking. It's not, it's not great. It's not great. One of them was against the Tigers. That barely counts.
0: What what jersey you wearing tonight? Sattler. Yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah you gotta, gotta, you gotta, gotta you gotta, gotta you, gotta, you gotta dig deep on this one. Yeah, I
1: couldn't wear the Ron Coot tonight. <laughs> it's his <laughs> night.
0: No, it's his night. It's Cootie's night. <laughs>
1: That's true. How many points do we need to win by to win the Ron Coote Cup for like the 12th consecutive year? Uh, it's 2018. His, will, We've got to win by three. Will his
0: son, John Coote, be there can you imagine to, if South, to air some grievances? Can you imagine if
1: South's are up by two with a minute to go and they kick a field goal <laughs> to claim the Ron Coote Cup on aggregate?
0: The most coveted trophy in rugby league.
1: Actually, no, the funnier outcome is the Roosters are down by four and take the two as time expires to ensure they don't lose the Ron Coote Cup. That would Cup. be awesome. Would that ever happen? Definitely not. Well. Well, does the Ron Cup mean anything at all then?
0: That's my question. <laughs> the Ron Cup used to mean something, it man. It really did. We all used right. to be a real country. Yeah. Um, we used to build things. Yeah,
1: we did, didn't we just? Uh, speaking of games that mean very little, oh, I guess it means a little bit. Uh, the Dolphins are hosting the Waz in their farewell to their uh, maiden season.
0: Yeah, I, I I think you guys said on the Monday show, the Finns have just sort of run out of gas. Yeah. You know, like the, the worry for them... Was always going to be the the depth of their squad as, as the ravages of a season sort of took over them a little bit and I think they've sort of been waiting for the end for a good couple of weeks now. Having said that, mass restings for the Waz. So. Well, mass restings for the Waz, but I also think that the Finns, even if it was a fully strength Waz team, I think the Finns w- w- are going to be right would have been right up for this, and I think they're going to be right up for this. I think they're going to get a big. There's going to be a big crowd up there. There's a lot of Warriors fans in Southeast Queensland. You know, I think uh, I think a lot of the Dolphins fans will come down for the last game of the, of the of their inaugural season. And if you're looking at that team, it's as good a looking Dolphin team as there probably has been yeah. in a few weeks. I you agree know, with that. they got both the Bromwiches, they got Kafusi, they got Lemuelu. What a find he's been for them this year. Uh, Nick, I'm not the biggest fan of Nickyria, but he keeps he keeps creating points for them. Uh, Sullivan's in, Aitken's in, Tabuai-Fidow back at fullback where he belongs. There's things to like about it. There's mm. things to like about it, you know? And with the war- with the Warriors opting to sort of spell a lot of their boys before the final series, I think that it'll sort of drag them a bit closer down to the Dolphins' level. So I'm hoping we get like a fun, open, breezy yeah. game of footy, you know? Yeah. I want to see the Hammer like run a long way and score. I haven't seen that in a good couple of weeks, man. Yeah. I want that. I want that for you. I want that for him. I want that for us, for all for of us everyone. out there, bro. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And let's not forget, like uh, Asako's in the running for the Kenovine medal as well. So, if uh, if AJ gets a couple on Friday, uh, he he'll need to score in this game to get it. So. Well, I'll t-
0: I'll tell you, I'll tell you this. We'll, we'll, we'll name our teams of the year a little bit later in the final yep. series, but Jermaine Asako was on the wing mm. in my team of the year. He has and he's my comeback player of the year as well. It's the. The wing's been a surprisingly deep position this year. It has been, but really the, good players. But the, the, the you could so, pick both Knights wingers Yeah, you really could. But the the Jermaine Asako comeback has kind of it's been maybe my favourite part of the Dolphins' story this year because Asako after last season I thought he was going to be out of the league. Like yeah. he he was at Brisbane, wasn't? I working. thought that
1: hot that low light from the Q Cup would be the yeah. last we'd ever see of it. Went to
0: the Titans, was really poor there. Had that horrible moment in the in the Queensland Cup finals last year where if you guys haven't seen it, it's golden point. He drops the kickoff, knocks it on in the in goal, then goes for a short dropout that doesn't go 10. And the other team kicks the goal and scores. I still blame the back row for touching <laughs> <laughs> But then for him to come back and and not just get to back where he used to be, back when in his younger days when he was the rookie of the year and all that, but in my eyes, surpass that football, you know, and and put up the kind of numbers that, you know, 23 tries in a season is, is a lot. You know, like, Dom Young bro- broke the Knights all-time record for tries in a season the other day and he's got 21, you know? It took nearly, it took, uh, how long? It took 50 years for a Sharks player to score more than 20 tries in a season. You know, Val Holmes did it in 2016. That's the first time it happened. For Jermaine Sako to set a record, set records like this in his club's inaugural year when his team has only won eight games is just, To me, exceptionally impressive. And it's not all catch. There's been a couple of catch and falls. That happens if you're a Mm -hmm. winger. But he's also scored some absolute scorches. He's been awesome. Scored some beauties. And while the Dolphins have sort of had their ups and downs this year, he personally has never wavered. You know, he was fantastic in that first win against the Roosters. And when that happened, it was like he got all his confidence back and all those things that I thought he'd lost and that he was never going to be able to have again. He got them all back, and you, yeah. you just you just love to see that, you know. So, yeah. no 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 shots at AJ. This is not a shot at AJ or anything like that. But I really hope Asako does get that top try scorer thing. Fine. It would just yeah. it would really it would really really. Cap got a, like twelve of them. Great story for me. Oh. <laughs> that's, the, that's the thing. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, yeah, look, there's not really a lot to analyse on the Warriors' side of things. They're resting everyone. They've had a great season. We'll talk about them more next week when they're fully strength and hosting. Either well, not hosting. Either uh, being in a top four finals game. So.
0: Good for them. Pretty much, yeah. The the one guy I am excited to see is uh, Tain Talpiki, who's only played a couple of games this year, but mm. I have liked what I've seen. He was the yeah, Queensland yeah. Cup Player of the Year in twenty twenty two, playing for the I can't remember, but he got Player of the Year. So he, he he's someone who um, look,
1: looked looked reasonably sharp. Looked did look sharp. For, yeah. So right, I think the if there's a there.
0: if there's a couple of clubs who are who are after a fullback, I think. Having a look at Tane Tolpiki could be mm. there's what there's worse things that you could do. There's sure worse is. things that you could do. Sure is. Uh Penrith. Well hang on, who, who are you tipping oh, the in fins. that last one first? Fins. Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna a sentimental Fins up. Mm. All
1: right, Penrith hosting the Cowboys. Uh, this game could either mean everything for North Queensland or nothing. Having said that, I don't really think that it changes my opinion of how this game's gonna go all that much.
0: Yeah, this is um I, I, I feel like I feel like Henrith are going to come into this one wanting to sort of like just work a few things out, like forget about last week, get a good, solid performance in for the finals. Mm. Um, on paper, I would give the Cowboys a chance, but like they've just been so inconsistent this year. And like every time I think they've turned the corner and we're going to start seeing the very best of them, they stumble over and, and, some, and someone fucks something up and they're all back to square one again, you know? And I actually think... If you, if you were assembling the kind of team that could that could match Penrith or take down Penrith, you would give it a lot of the characteristics of this of this mm. North Queensland side. Like, they've got a couple of really good yardage middles, but they've also got, like, a, a Terrier in the middle who can lead the line speed and pass the ball really well. And, you then know, they've of, got,
1: and then they can score tries from anywhere. They can score tries from the anywhere. Space. They've got,
0: in, in Scott Drinkwater, they've got a guy that can win games on his own. They've got a big, rangy back five who give good yardage but can also finish chances. The cows kind of have everything they need. To be dangerous, which is what makes it so yeah. fucking infuriating when I f- they just
1: don't get there. I, I'm not trying to be a dick here. I forgot you could still miss the finals when I said this could be a meaningless game for the Cowboys. I <laughs> forgot that they. I f- ass- assumed that you were it. I forgot that you, they could win this game even yeah, if Souths yeah. win and still make the finals. So regardless of what happens on Friday, I apologize. Uh, this game will put them into the top eight pending uh, the Canberra game on Sunday. Should yeah. they
0: win, so cow- cows absolutely have it all to play for and looking, and they're pretty much fully loaded as well and when was like when was the last time that they sort of had apart from Holmes when was the last time they sort of had everything out there and it's all good to go six shooters in the middle yeah, of town Yeah they've been kind of weird because they, they haven't
1: had like any sort of like the injury crises that some other teams have but they've just been missing one or two dudes every week and this is kind of the first time where bar Holmes they're looking pretty strong mm. but yeah, look, I, I just find it very unlikely that, and I know one of them's already happened—gamblers' fallacy and all that—but I just find it very strange and very unlikely that Penrith would lay an egg at home two weeks in a row. It just seems really, yeah,
0: yeah. like well, yeah, you bet, you're betting on the house on that one, aren't you? Um, I, I'm I'm interested to see how this Luke Summerton goes. I, I've I've seen a fair bit of him in the Regis. I haven't seen a whole lot of him in first grade this year, just because I've been. On the trip, and it's Led been like a bit five minutes to... on his
1: debut. Someone ran through him for a try, and that was his. yeah. Well, that's the
0: thing. He's he's sort of in that Sony Luke mold, where I really like him in attack, but I'd be a little bit concerned about how he goes um, defensively because he is small and he can get targeted a little bit. So I'd be I'd reckon that those Cowboys forwards will be trying to put him in the crosshairs a little bit, but he probably does give them a bit more of sort of a running threat out of dummy half than someone. Like Mitch Kenny would, so Salmonen's one I've 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 definitely got my eye on. I'm hoping, like if I'm a Penrith fan, at least I'm hoping that Tango gets in and gets at least one game in mm. before before the semis because he was in such great form yeah. before that injury as well. It was like really really imposing himself on both sides of the ball with his athleticism and his mm. physicality. So I would hope that he sort of comes back in, gets and some it's, time. Look, to obviously, work some they stuff want to out. win
1: the minor premiership, but the stakes aren't that high for this. They can they can sort of. I don't know, kick the tyres on him for 20 minutes. If it doesn't work, they can put Tyrone Peachy on the bench or something and, and swap them around or something. But it, it's good for Penrith that like doesn't matter a gigantic deal to them whether they finish first or second, that they can play around with some stuff and also get, shake some of the cobs off a few of these guys. A lot of these guys haven't played that much footy recently, like mm. guys at like Cleary, for example. And yeah, I, I think that they can't be worse than last week for a start. And I really think that they'll be hyper-focused on their attack particularly. I thought that last week they had more than enough ball to win that game. They just had no idea what to do with it whenever they got near the Parramatta trial line. But the Cowboys are a team that you can get at defensively. We've seen them We've seen them ship a few points to some teams in some games this year. And yeah, I, I think that this will be a sensational chance for Penrith to right the ship a little bit before another yeah. title push.
0: I, I get what you're saying about the attack, but I, f- I feel like in the past when Penrith sort of had a couple of games where they've scratched around and not been able to score points to get back to sort of point scoring best, it's not like they redesign their attack. They just sort of focus. They just sort of become more manic with their intent and their intensity. Like, it's not like they don't think their way out of their attacking problems. They just like fucking blast their way through (laughs) it. You know, they just decide, well, you know what? We're just going to run over you, man. And Mm. like, what are you going to do about it? And most teams can't do anything about it. So I'm thinking that's what we're going to get from Penrith. We're going to get like fired up, you know, smoke coming out the nostrils I'll see you in hell, type shit. You know, yeah. And uh, the cows, again on paper, they have the sort of team that can maybe not match that, but certainly sort of you know give a little bit as they get it. But I, yeah, man, it's just it's just it's been it's just been so inconsistent in the showing mm. of it this year. I want to give Zach labor a, la- a wrap. I like Zach labor yep. I think he'll probably end up being a back rower, but pretty handy guy out in the centers, man. Big, rangy, good footwork, good offload. Play with the future, I think.
1: Yeah, Cowboys haven't won at Penrith since 2016. Yeah, damn. For, uh, and their last two games, they 24 nil loss, 22 nil loss. So not good. Haven't not the scored, best. Haven't scored a point at Penrith since 2020. Is that bad? I don't think it's good. <laughs> uh, I think they'll score some points in this game, but I will be tipping the Panthers.
0: I'll I'll, I'll, t- I'll take the Panthers as well. That's that's and with the heart can just and with, relax with the head and
1: enjoy the weekend. If the if the if the Cowboys lose, right? Let's
0: be honest. I won't relax and I won't enjoy. But it. if the
1: Cowboys lose, you're in, right? Yes. That's just how it works. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So you are fine then. Don't forget about it. All right. Uh, Dragons hosting the knights. Um, yeah. Dra- uh, knights resting a couple of dudes. Not like mass restings like some other teams. But no ponga. Still no Hastings. Maybe they'd rush him back if this game was important. Uh, Locky Fitz on an extended bench. Uh, yeah. Um, resting Frizz as well. Yeah. Frizz as well. So I'm I'm
0: nonplussed for this game. Um, I gotta t- dude. Even though Pong is out, I. I'm still looking forward to, to watching the Knights. They just play such a, Hey,
1: I just said Newcastle. Oh, nice. I thought you
0: said you've got soul. (laughs) Well, you do. That's great. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I just love the way they play their footy. I love how expansive they are. I feel like Adam Elliott has really unlocked something for them over these last couple of weeks. And it's funny, like his season in Newcastle has almost been a mirror image of his season with Canberra last year, where start of the season, he's like coming off the bench and playing a bit of edge and, it's just not really happening. And you're kind of thinking, what were they thinking getting this bloke? And then he just sort of settles in as the starting lock forward and really gets his passing game going and really leads the, line, re- leads the defensive line with his line speed and all that. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, yeah, this is it. Like, this is what we've needed. This is what we've been missing, you know. And I don't think it's a coincidence that sort of since he's um, taken up that 13 role that the Knights have been able to strike equally well on both sides of the field. They've always had the strike. On both sides, like even when they weren't playing well, it's Greg the Leg and Dom together. Young were were reckon were reckon people, but they're just so adept at getting it out there now, mm. you know. And it's just like they can attack both sides so it's very fluid, really very good stuff. Fluid. They they remind me a lot of um, some of those old Canberra teams, not so much like the 2019 2020 teams, but like the 2010 side okay or the, or the or the 2012 side or even like little bits of the 2016 side you know what I mean where it's just like it's just fast and furious and the ball's flying everywhere and they're just so adept at creating one-on-one matchups for all their special players you know so I don't know what changed for them I don't know how the penny dropped but yeah I feel like I'm like everyone else man I'm loving what Newey's putting down and even though Pong is out, I'm I'm keen to see what Lockie Miller's got before yep. he heads off to Leeds next year. Because it feels like a thousand years ago now. But remember, no, we were, like the first month of the season, how well he was he doing. Was electric. He was he was getting radio spots. He was. We were talking about him like it was the next big thing. It was crazy. He was doing great. Yeah, yeah. and uh, he's going to go play for Leeds. I'm but sure he's going to carve it up. Well, I'm very guilty of a guy signed with a Super League club, and I will say with a straight face, yeah, he's going to win the well, Man They usually do though. Well, Lockie Miller. Man of steel. steel, you heard it here first. Man, you heard it here first, man. Put the house on it.
1: The English one weakness is a guy running really fast in a straight line. <laughs> they don't know what to do. They've,
0: they honestly don't. For but twenty Jai five, Jai Field's years. been the
1: fucking superstar over there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what do you want? Danny Maguire wouldn't have made Jim Beam Cup over here, mate. Absolutely correct. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna get an angry text from George Clark about Probably, that Probably, <laughs> but it's worth it. It's like who? Who is that?
1: Who, when, it's like when I said who's Tommy Mackinson, and he, he got really cross with me.
0: Oh, uh, what can you do?
1: I don't know. Work out who Tommy makes I still don't know. <laughs> it sounds like a Peaky Blinders your, your, character. Your
0: time is too valuable. It for, really is. For such tomfoolery. Um,
1: I think the Dragons have actually been really decent in the last few weeks. They've, I, they've played some nice stuff. And I actually am excited to see them next year. I think that they are going to be a team to watch next year. I think they've got a really decent... If they keep Hunt. A lot of this is the caveat. If yep, they keep better. Yep. But I think they've got some really exciting players. I think that Lomax has been sort of... Resurgent in the last few weeks when he's been healthy and I think that a guy like Shane Flanagan will be able to get the best out of him too. So I think uh, their forwards have been solid enough. Even guys like Billy Burns has been like really good the last couple of weeks. Billy
0: Burns is the definition of he's got a bit of footy in him. Yep. You know, like really, really good hands, a good pass. I don't know if he's ever going to be like robust enough to be Mm. a a full-time NRL starter in the back row. Well, he's got he's got a little bit of game about him. Yeah, maybe. and I
1: think that I think that there's some really positive signs there for next year. This game, um, you just want to see more of that, I guess, right? You just want to see a couple of those guys who've been impressive in the last few weeks go on with that job.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I, I think Ryan Carr has done a, a pretty good job with the team since he since he took over for, for Anthony Griffin, um, even though the results haven't quite been there. But like you see how how somebody like Dan Russell, for example, who was one of those mature age debutantes, but has looked pretty capable since he came in in the back row you know i think he's probably started there for the last four or five weeks now so little 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 things like that you just want mm. you just want to look for little things like that um, don't know if they're going to have enough for the knights no but i do think they'll they won't go out there and disgrace themselves i don't think i think they've sort of been going along a little bit better than people think and i think they've got one last big effort in them and i actually think that might not be the worst thing for the knights Weird, you that- know like, like a couple of hard rounds mm. and then maybe two or three. You know what? A mirror image of that Sharks game last week okay. where the Dragons sort of go with them for a little while, probably not as long as the Sharks were able to, but make the Knights earn it and that'll pay off for the Knights down the road. You I know feel what like
1: I mean? When we were kids, the Dragons and the Knights was like a Sunday afternoon Channel 9 fixture. Like they played each other all the time.
0: Well, man, early 2000s, they were both yeah. like, they weren't just good, they were like big famous yeah. teams as yeah. well. Like, Trent Barrett, the, yeah, Trent Barrett. Yeah, because the Knights had Joey. Gaznors. Yeah. And look the Blacklock. <laughs> Do you want to just keep naming <laughs> Dragons players?
1: But, like, this is what brings me to my next point. We, this is the first time they're playing this year, and
0: this is the fourth year in a row they've only played once. That is strange. Yeah. yeah. Knights for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe the abundant, uh, the abundant, the strangeness which abounds in this matchup mm. will rub off on the Dragons. I hope so. So I'm going to tip them for no reason whatsoever. Sure, you know not? why? Because it's the last round of the season. That's right.
1: Okay, Sunday afternoon, starting on the Gold Coast, the Titans hosting the Bulldogs.
0: Here's Taylor, rolling the ball, end on him. he's after it, he might have got it down! He thinks he did!
1: Cold train car. Let's not waste any preamble here. Why am I tipping the Titans? Because I haven't tipped them yet. They're the only team I haven't tipped, and I saved this tip all year. Oh, really? Yep. (laughs) And, I mean, I'm not going to win, but... Uh yeah, I'm cold training the Gold Coast Titans to hopefully end this wretched cold train season on a high.
0: Here's Taylor rolling the ball in,
1: on him. He's after it. He might have got it down. Oh, he oh, thinks yeah. he did
0: oh. train Carp. A second train has it's skilled Park.
1: <laughs> Are you tipping the dogs? That'd be funny.
0: No, no, I'll tip I'll tip the Titans as well. I'm, full yeah. disclosure, I haven't put my Coltrane train tip in since yeah, I left. Declan
1: Pup Canton is streaked ahead of you. <laughs> He's also gallivanted around the
0: place. Yeah, Pup's over in Europe. Yeah, it, he went to a Bayern Munich game the other day. Man, he's, gonna, he's going to a Liverpool game tomorrow. Yeah, he told me. Yeah, good sa- stuff. He's going to
1: see the same guy I play twice because he was playing for Bayern Munich and he signed for Liverpool overnight. Yeah, he
0: told me about that. So he wants to buy... a he, So the, the, him and his partner are flying to Liverpool the morning of the game, dropping their stuff, going straight at the game. He wants to buy a jersey when he's in Liverpool there. Mm. I think he should buy the jersey of this guy. Thomas
1: Gravenberge. Yes. Yep.
0: Because like every time you wear it, you're like, oh man, remember when we saw this guy play for two different clubs in a week? and I presume he's a good player because he went over for a. He barely played
1: for Bayern. He was an Ajax wonder kid who was very, very highly rated, um, but barely featured for Bayern.
0: So I think he should buy like a, a jersey with this fella's number on the back. But Pup said no. Apparently, the thing now is if you wear a jersey with a name and a number on the back. It's shit house I can't keep up with it's this weak, stuff man it's, it's cringe Hella cringe That's I, what he I said I can't keep up with this stuff Me
1: either man Like it, 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 It's like It's it, it's weird to wear a jersey now Is it cap? I, I believe it is cap <laughs> So
0: Yeah um, buy, mean, the, buy the the jersey pup I'm telling yeah, you son. Also like Just come back here No one will
1: care yeah, we're at here What are they going to do Put you in soccer jail yeah. Actually that would be A terrible jail that, that, that might be the worst jail <laughs> to Soccer jail Jesus
0: <laughs> But like even if the, Even if the fellow, I can't I keep forgetting his Thomas Gravenberg Even if Gravenberg Turns out to be shit Still a story. And you're walking around With the jersey on And they say Oh who the hell is that And you say Well mate mm. Pull up a chair And here's the story Of how I saw this guy Play for two different clubs In the same I've week I've called him
1: Thomas Gravenberg Four times His name's Ryan <laughs> I'm thinking of Thomas Gravison, The old <laughs> Danish player <laughs> who is fantastic yeah who played for celtic and everton so i'm going good sorry ryan gravin birch uh
0: dogs 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 titans
1: oh right is, yeah uh, is this
0: is this is this summoning any we gave any no we, feeling? we
1: gave this the preview it, it's taken to round 27 for us to talk about a completely different subject for an entire canterbury Bankstown preview as mitch and i were wont to do several times <laughs> late in the last season but we did it titans
0: yeah i'm going the titans as well um we could probably talk about it more later, but Canterbury just... That will be coming in the news section. Yep.
1: All right. And the game of the round, the game of your life, Nicholas, potentially, unless mm. uh, the Cowboys lose, then you're fine, right?
0: Probably. I don't know. I, 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 yeah, I will. Okay. I will. I'll explain why in a second, but continue Is with you because you love your footy? I do love my footy. Yeah, so even Grunella, though it doesn't, it doesn't
1: always camera. love me. are very short price favourites. And I feel like I could have tipped the Raiders with... Relative confidence, too, if Josh Papali was playing. Because he is always so good against Cronulla as well. He always seems to kill them. Yeah. And it's just such a massive out. Particularly when you consider that Cronulla's weakness all year has been their forwards. Have not been able to match it with other forwards and it doesn't set the platform. I feel like with Hamlin ULA, with Toby Rudolph, with Royce Hunt, with all these guys back, and with no Red Horse and no Papaletti for the Raiders the Sharks are going to have no problems matching it with Canberra's pack and that is what is normally your big advantage in these games and that's why I'm a little bit worried and I don't really know how with and he's a very decent organiser, very good player with ball in hand. I don't know how after Matt Frawley was so exploited defensively last week that they're running this back again.
0: Yeah, well, for starters, I think you're exactly right about the Canberra forwards. If they had Papali'i and Horsborough i maybe not confident because Canberra's making me go through some stuff at the moment. Mm. But I would certainly feel good about their chances because I still think, even though Cronulla have sort of improved in that regard um, over the last sort of month or so, I still think the way to get them is, is through the middle of the field. And if Canberra had all their guys, I think they'd be pretty confident of, of being able to at least win that department of the match. Um, with Papali out and with Horsbury out, you like, unless Joe Tarponay becomes, like, a Super Saiyan... He's got that in him. He does, but, like, he's going to have to go Super Saiyan for them, to, to me. yeah. He's gonna to have to go Super Saiyan for them to have a chance, not to in win this game. To have a chance, um, because it? what sort of Canberra has done with some of their personnel decisions over the last couple of weeks has just been absolutely indecipherable to me. And I listened to the Monday show, and you and Scotty were talking about uh, what's happened with Whiten and Croker and Frawley and Rapana and all that. And I actually think you guys, you guys, probably didn't nail what my biggest issue with it is. Right, and my biggest issue. Isn't that Croker got dropped, right? Mm. I can, like, I don't like that that's happened, um, but I can completely understand if you look at the team, and you think, you know what, he's not in our best, he's not, he's not one of our best two centers anymore, and if he's not one of your two best centers, he can't be in the team. I was like, that's fine, right? I would disagree with that, but that's okay. But like, if you are going to do that, if you are going to drop him, why the hell wouldn't you put Seb Chris, who is a natural center and had only <laughs> played center this uh, before this year when he got moved to fullback? Why would you not put him at left centre, especially since the last game he played at left centre was against the Tigers? He scored two tries. The second try that he scored is maybe the best individual try Raider has scored in the last 25 years. Why not put him at left centre? Why not leave Jack Whiten at 5'8, the position that you've been training him to play for the last half decade now? And I know. Why put Jack Whiten in a position that he hasn't played at club level? In over five years to keep Matt Frawley in the team. I don't want to, like, no shots at Matt Frawley. Matt Frawley, a capable backup half. But why are you moving all these things around? Why are you stacking? Uh, why are you putting a centre on the wing, a 5'8 in the centres, and then putting a backup 5'8 up against the most dazzling attacking edge in the league in the Broncos? Yeah, you could understand. Why would you do all if, these things?
1: You could understand it if the six you were trying to accommodate With some transcendent talent. And again, we're not knocking Matt Frawley. No. He's, like a, he's a replacement level half in the NRL, which is a million times better at a sport that you or I will ever be. But like seriously, it, for, for the amount of moving pieces that they had to shuffle around to get, to get that setup that they had last week, it was a lot.
0: I, ju- I just, I just do not see the. I, I do, I do not see the. Do you the, think there's any chance there's some the late gears changes turning behind this one?
1: Hey, do you think there's any late changes? I have that? no
0: idea, man. I have no idea. Like I've I. I am I am completely off the reservation this one. I have no idea what they're thinking. I have no idea what they're trying to do. How
1: much better will you feel if you get to the game on Sunday and Whiten's at six and Jared Croker's back in the team or Seb Chris is back at center and Bertie Hops is on the wing?
0: I'll I'll feel as long as what like Whiten at 5'8 is the big one, right? That that's the that's the one that is just that that is the one that was totally baffling to me because while Whiten has played center in in rep teams before. Even when he's played center in those rep teams, he hasn't been a great sort of like structural defender. He's great at hitting blokes, right? He's really powerful. But even if you go watch some of those Origins, some of those test matches, he backs away a lot defensively. And then when he does race up, he invariably either gets the wrong person or doesn't lay a hand on anyone. Like... To me, playing Whiten in the centres and Chris on the wing and Frawley at five eight last week directly cost Canberra the match yeah. because of those. How many was it? Five or six they ran straight tries. through Frawley well, on two or three. Well, yeah, Ezra, there was the Ezra Mamm try on the other side of the field. Yeah. Apart from that, every single try came down that edge. Yeah. And on several of them, Whiten did exactly that, where he raced up and didn't even get a shot on anyone. Brisbane just went round him easy. Mm. You know, so if they go into it with that same strategy and Whiten's out in the centres, and I, I, I'm just, I'm, it, it's just, it's just sort of. Really, really getting to me because to me it's. the... It was so
1: concerning. So it made me worried for next year, and I've got problems to worry about for this oh, year. Oh look,
0: look, if he if he trains there all the time, he'll be fine. Mm. Like, but he just doesn't train there because he hasn't played there again yeah. at club level in five in years. five years. Mm. Um, and yes, yeah, so, and and to me, using Whiten in that way kind of sums up some of the, the real problems that the Raiders have had 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 with getting the best out of Whiten, like. In the game last week... I'm sorry if I'm all over the place on no, this one, fine. but again, I've been up for like 26 hours no, no, straight. No, you're all good. In the game last week, right, when Rapana got sin-binned, Jack Whiten, the Dally M winner, the Clive Churchill medal winner, one of the best Raiders of the of of the 21st century in a key game that the team needed to win to try and lock up a home final, was standing out on the wing that was when weird. they were chasing a try, you mm. know what I mean? And like, that's not a shot at Whiten. He was out on the wing because he was playing centre and... Chris had to go to fullback, so Whiten has to push out a spot, right? But, like, why is the team constructed in a fashion where that's where one of your one of your most experienced and one of... And whatever you feel your,
1: about Jack Whiten, he is the most likely guy to make something up and out of nothing. Well, like, he's
0: he's he's one of the most experienced players, he's one of the most decorated players, he's one of the most accomplished players, and in a key match, he's hanging out on the wing getting a cold. You know, like, how, how, how does... If the rules brought you to that point, what use were the rules? Mm. You know, what like what? What are you thinking? What are you looking for on that one? You know, so yeah. And then again, that that's the main problem I have with it. I also really, I just really don't like Croker sitting on the bench like that. Like, yep. either play him or don't.
1: It seems like a very weird player to have on the bench. He's not ever going to. I've never heard Jared Croker an impact sub. No,
0: no, and like even if if he's if he's not going to start in the centers, just play him in reserve grade, right? Yep. Because I think. And this is the sentimentalist in me. I think he's come back from too much to have his career end just sitting on a bench, playing in play him in reserve grade. So at least he goes out playing, yep. right? I think that's fair. You know, and yeah. So I'm just, it's it's crazy how sort of much I've it on Canberra since I yeah since I found that out. I, I, I so I found out that they were doing. I watched this game, that Brisbane game last week. I woke up at 4 a.m. in Kansas City to watch it on watch it on my laptop. Mm-hmm. And I woke up and I had like eight or nine texts from different people saying what the hell's happening with this team. I was very very frustrated by the result because I felt like Canberra's felt like the intensity and all that was there but the but that they were, they were sort of hamstrung by the way that the team was assembled. And then I had to go and sit in the Kansas City bus station. <laughs> for two hours and, the, and then catch a four-hour bus to Wichita the worst, just sitting there staring the worst thing about at the wide is, Missouri plane. And it's like,
1: no <laughs> one around you knows why you're annoyed. Yep. It's, yep. Yeah, it's like when Leeds lost that playoff semifinal, it was like six in the morning here and I had to go to work afterwards. Like no one knows why you're yep. like crabby, but you just I was just, uh, like, stop, just like, like stomping around, yeah. stomping
0: around like a shit house.
1: Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah, I completely get your frustrations, mate. Totally, totally right to vent about all that stuff. Having said that, you have beaten them nine times in a row.
0: We have, we have, but that's a lot of time. I think this is the this is where the streak ends, and not, not, not just because of those Raiders outs or because yeah. of the because of the um the the strange team selections that they may or may not do, but I just think the the way that this Sharks team is constructed is very capable of getting. I thought the they were
1: camera. pretty good for like fifty minutes last week.
0: Well, yeah, but it, to me, it's more like the, the the Sharks haven't played the Raiders with Nico Hines at halfback yet. Wow. You okay. know, like uh, the, in the first game last year, the only time they met last year, he played fullback. Yep. And then he didn't play in the one earlier okay. this year. So he'll come back into the team. He'll give them that really good attacking structure that he does. And Canberra have shown a real inability to handle teams, a real inability this season to handle teams that have a well-organized attack, you know, and Cronulla certainly have that. So I'm expecting Cronulla to, to come into this one looking to, to lock up a home final. Yep. Really, uh, maybe not send a message to the competition or anything like that, but send a message to themselves, you know, sort of get back get back on their horse, sort of really saddle up and ride and and do a lot of those good Cronulla Sharks things that, that we've sort of come and to expect lot, from. There's you a know?
1: lot on the line for you as well. Like, it's either you win and you host a final in week one and it's either against Cronulla, Souths, the Cowboys or the Roosters, or... You lose and, and we you go to New Newcastle. And get killed, yeah. yeah, It's a big swing. It's a well. Big if we're going to in... get
0: killed in the finals, which I think I think we probably are. I'd I'd like to get killed at home. Mm. You know, save on the transportation costs.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's you're about halfway between both mates, so.
0: I was just sort of speaking from a general yeah. Raiders perspective. Get the, there, the Sid, but...
1: get the Sid Foggs home
0: or up <laughs> or both. <laughs> Why not? But yeah, I'm, I'm expecting Cronulla to 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 win this one.
1: Yeah, uh, I will tip the Sharks yeah. also, but
0: yeah, I, I hope
1: for your sake that. South win and, and the Cowboys lose and then you can just chill out a bit and not have to be I, too stressed about I, I am about never it. going to chill out. I know, but like, <laughs> Nick, I, I understand that the Raiders are, well, not slowly, are driving you insane. Oh, But, or have already. Yeah, driven me. But, you can't, you have to agree with me that if... The Cowboys lose, and you're locked into a finals berth before this game kicks off. You will be a thousand times more relaxed. Oh yeah, definitely. Okay, good. but like oh, that, that, you got to remember. You guys fa- can't see the eyes he is making it. A, thou- right now. a thousand times,
0: a thousand times more relaxed is it's still, still like not relaxed. Wa- like <laughs> way beyond the pale for a regular person. I think I honestly think the the best way for Canberra to win this one is to like drag the game down into the gutter. They love doing that. Well, they they do love doing that. It's kind of one so of I the. They've things... did that too much last week. Well, yeah, but it's kind of one of the only things they can do. But like mm. the sharks are going to want to play fast, open, attacking footy, and if they do that, they'll beat Canberra. Like yep. that's just a fact. So Canberra, through fair means or foul, have to just have to slow them down, have to rough them up, have to try and knock them around. Can they do it? Probably not. Am I going to like it? Almost definitely not.
1: All right. Simi Randra trying the chip and chase. Oh no,
0: it's Semir. Away. Oh, this will be interesting. Oh, yes, it will. Yes, semi rundra oh, absolutely buried it.
1: I have a question for you. How many people in the Rookies extended universe could you wrestle consecutively before you got fed up and went home?
0: Um, well, I'm not in. I'm not in fighting condition right Well, now. That's not the question I asked you. <laughs> So today, like if you just open a side door and Mitch Doyle and George Clark and M. Sprouster and all the rest of them just come out and it's got to take them all on. Mm. I would back myself to hand, like, randomized. Yeah. Randomized. I reckon I could go. 4 or 5. Well, if the glass shatters and stone cold Harry
1: Ramage comes out first, you're done. I'm out. I'm so, done. yeah, well yeah. yeah.
0: I am saying on the balance of probability. Yeah, sure, but like,
1: either way, the Bulldogs. What a what, what is, is going on there? Um so I'm sure everyone has seen this story. If not, there's the, the, they haven't named the player. There's been a lot of speculation as to who it is, but apparently a Bulldogs player was made to wrestle 12 consecutive teammates as a punishment for being late to training and said fuck this and went home. And I can't really blame him, because that's kind of <laughs> shit. It's not you're
0: not a frat house. What are, what are you doing? Yeah, it's um it, it's something of a of a representation of of what's happened at Canterbury this year to me. Like um the 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 recruitment of, of Seraldo was so sort of vaunted and, and so sort of heralded as, as the beginning of a new era and dogs of war, and we're bringing back all these old players and all of that. And just None of it's really happened. That's okay though, because
1: one hour ago on the Sydney Morning Herald, Bulldogs captain Reed Marnie has shut
0: down suggestions. At the oh, the has cultural he? Pro- he shut them down. Okay, well let's move on then. Oh. <laughs> but no, I, I, well Reed Marnie is a, is a is a great place to start. I feel like there's a lot of guys at Canterbury, and I think Reed Marnie's one of them who have actually gone like backwards this well,
1: year. I find this quote because con- he's he said this as an endorsement, and I find this concerning. He said, "I definitely think Seraldo's a mate before he's a coach, and that's what everyone loves about him."
0: I don't like that at all. Well, when you talk to a lot of the guys in the preseason, a lot, of, like a lot of them said that Sorale, one of Cerraldo's strengths as a coach was how he sort of got to know the players on a personal level. Yeah, a lot of a lot of them spoke very, very highly of him in that regard, which is why this sort of thing surprised me. Mm. Um, maybe, maybe after what has been a, a disaster of a season for the entire club, Cerraldo's like, all right, well, we've got to ramp it up a little bit. It's been a bit too nice guy, and we're going to have to throw it back a little bit and start start you know going old school but i don't know man I, I i think this is the cap on what has just been a disaster of a season for them you know it's where yeah. seraldo has come in and not had anything near the impact that anyone thought he would you know reed Marnie's come in and he, he had some pretty good days but i think on the whole he's pro- he's not not really matched his form from Parramatta last year guys who were already at the club um and Guys who were very accomplished, guys like Matt Burton and Josh Adokar, feel like they've both had worse seasons than they did last year. And then a lot of the other guys that they that they sort of recruited in, fellas like um, Ryan Sutton in particular, that's the big one for me. They've just come in and they've looked nothing like they used to mm. at their old clubs, you know. And you'd say like the bright light for them this year is Jake Averillo and he's leaving. And <laughs> yeah. I, there's never, and I've not heard a good explanation as to why.
1: Oh, but they're they're, they're bringing in other guys, mate. You know, the salary cap.
0: I, I yeah look like I don't know fact, man yeah. it just it just seems to me that something like this happening is is the mark of a club that's you can't say they lost their way cuz they hadn't found their way so they're still yeah. trying to find their way like they they're still trying to to build something anew and and we're, and we're meant to be nearly 12 months into this whole big new movement now aren't we like so I I, I don't know this, this 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 to me smacks smacks of a club that is is pretty lost right now yeah i mean
1: yeah, their defense particularly has been atrociously bad. They're leaking thirty four points a game or something, which is just embarrassing. And mate, yeah, I agree with you completely. I can't I can't think of a team that's just had every signing go as poorly as they have this year. Like, even the Tigers, as bad as the season, you can say that all those guys they brought in, Appy especially, but even those other guys to an extent have all shown promise and well, have all flashed
0: Clemmer definitely has Clemmer's yeah. put in Papali's had a couple of good Probably games he hasn't been
1: as good as we'd hoped he was going to be but yeah. he's had a couple of games Bateman's also had a couple of good games not not yeah. not amazing not a slam dunk by any means but like yeah. not a bad signing which you look at some of the guys the dogs have signed and the guys you just rattled off a bunch of them have been bad signings yeah they've not done
0: anything well I'm hesitant I'm hesitant to sort of drop the hammer on kicker because he was yeah he's been out of the team he for was injured for, injured for so long um but yeah, some some of those other blokes, like well, a, a lot of them got moved on almost straight away. Yeah, you know, Andrew Andrew Davy got got punted just as he came in the door. Yeah. so did Fahmanu Brown, and I'm not saying that those guys are world beaters or anything How like that. How is New Brown going? He's just gone to Newcastle. Yeah, trading up, trading up. Yeah, I I had no idea that happened until I until saw. The I saw that. Yeah, we said that <laughs> on Monday, I think. But yeah, but yeah, it's it's like that, like just none of the none of the home runs that they've tried to yeah. hit have landed but even none of the singles no. have beaten the infield or like, anything like that. I think like Burton's
1: got a bit worse. I think Well, the-
0: I I I agree with you and the the confusing part with that is he started the season pretty well like I thought he had a pretty good sort of opening month to the year, and now now he is a player who looks like he's lost his way. And even a guy like Alamotti who their fans had big raps on coming into this year, who looked pretty started solid, really started well, really well. and then it and Jacob Perez as
1: well. The big we were we
0: were all about the big Wahash for yeah. a few weeks. That went quiet real quick. Yeah, so I, yeah, they're just they're a club that is totally lost. Blake Wilson's been okay. <laughs> good work, Blake. <laughs> nice one, Blakey. But yeah, you're right,
1: mate. It's it's just it's frustrating totally lost that their apart way. from Kickout and Adokar, which we all knew were going to be like good signings when they're on the park, and when they have been on the park, they've been good. The rest of them, yeah. Reid's gone backwards. I think, like, to lose Avarillo but then have the money to sign Liam Knight, like, none of this makes any sense to me. Yeah. Um, none of it makes
0: any yeah. sense. Lost.
1: Lost. That's the it's word. All right. Stephen Carton will fix everything. <laughs> Fuck me. Jesus. Uh, Ken Murray's re signed for CS.
0: You happy about that? I'm stoked. But <laughs> he hated the club. I thought he did wanted you, to go play rugby. Did you honestly ever think there was any risk no. of him going to rugby? I, I never not. thought so. I never thought so. The
1: all... Rugby World all- Cup's apparently started.
0: Did you know that? It hasn't started yet.
1: Okay. Starting, starting, starting soon. All right, well, regardless, <laughs> they've played some warm-up games. Have they won them? Have they lost them? They have
0: know. not won a game since Eddie Jones came back as That's coach. A, is that, how many have they played? Five. That's a lot of games. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> like four countries that play rugby. Yeah. So. Uh,
1: anyway uh, Yeah so Cam Murray Staving off interest in rugby And great t- I think Is it possible that they rush this through Just to get the bad vibes out of the club They're like Hey rush out the fuck it's up possible Cam Murray's <laughs> re-signed Leave <laughs> us alone So that's good
0: This press conference is over Pretty
1: much uh, Yeah I mean What a player Has not been at his Standard of excellence in The last few weeks But I think that All that stuff that's gone through, You can't really use that As a stick to beat him with And hopefully he comes out tonight And uh, celebrates his re-signing With a big one Fingers A big crossed. old showing and Dylan Edwards also re-signed, and I think at the rumored price or the reported price of eight hundred and fifty something a year for four years is a great deal for who I well, think is their most important
0: player. Let's uh let's pour one out for the Dylan Edwards' is over underpaid or underrated talk. We can never yeah. do it again. It it's over. Gone. It's done. We're finished. I don't want to hear any more stuff about how underrated he is. I don't want to hear any more stuff about how he's underpaid. I don't want to hear any of that. Dylan Edwards is really good. He's got a contract that reflects that. We all understand. We all accept it. It's great. He's awesome.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's weird how the narrative in him has twisted and turned so much in two years. He went from underrated to overrated to we talk about this guy too much to he's their most important player, which is weirdly where I sit right now, which... I mean, what a story that is in itself. <laughs> but um, yeah, great bit of
0: business for Penn. Local, lo- local pundit has take. Yeah. That's uh, that's the story. He's great. He's, he might not be the best fullback, but he's the best fullback for them. That's right. And it's been that way for a long time. So yeah. I'm glad he's staying there. He, he's he's sort of in that zone where it would feel very strange to see him play for another team. Yeah, I wouldn't. I don't think I'd like it. I don't think I'd like it at all, Nick. Um, you know, I you know what I don't like at all? What don't you like? Josh Hodgson retiring.
1: Yeah, it sucks, doesn't it? Great. Yeah, look, it's been coming for a while. Really it's was a, Really, for a really while. was a lose lose for Marnie and Hodgson in that uh, transfer. Yeah,
0: that? yeah, it was like like we said, this has been coming for a while. I think it's sort of been in the water since Hodgson got shut down for the year with that neck injury. But even before that, um, you could kind of tell that that last knee reconstruction was probably the one that tipped him over the edge. Um, I've probably I've waxed lyrical about Josh Hodgson on this show plenty of times before. I think he's the most transformative. Uh, recruit that Canberra's had in my lifetime. Um, I've said before that signing him was like going from living in black and white to living in colour. He kind of changed everything when he arrived in 2015. And so many of the good things that have happened to Canberra since are directly related to to his signing and, and his, um, his impact on the club. I hated that he left, um, even though that he was old and broken down. Like, if you're going to be old and broken down, be old and broken down with us, man. You know, but, you yeah. know, it doesn't always end that way and um i actually feel really sorry for him uh having his career end this way because he's someone who has a real sort of pure love for the game and he'd spoken plenty of times about how he wanted to play until he was 35 36 37 he wanted to play as long as he could and you know not everyone gets to be that way you know sometimes your body just doesn't just doesn't uh stand up for you the way you want it to so a tough way for him to finish but a
1: really important part of modern Raiders history.
0: Very much so. Very much so. And when I think about Josh Hodgson, I won't think about him playing for Para or I won't think about him doing his knee for Canberra. I'll think of those really good times. I'll think of those those years, those days in 2016 when he should have won the Dalley because he was the best player in the comp that year. I'll think about the try set up for Jordan Rapana down at um, Shark Park that time where he threw a thousand dummies and put a little kick in. Like that's that's Josh Hodgson's game in a nutshell. Four thousand dummies and a tricky little grubber, you know? Or I'll think about later that year when he hurt his ankle in the loss to the Sharks in the first week of the finals. One hundred percent should not have played against Penrith in the second week, but he did. He just dug deep and found a way to do it and Canberra won and they went to the prelim for the first time in twenty years. Or I'll think about how he had that blinder in the twenty nine prelim or I'll think about how he let out the boys in the grand final the week later and yeah. Uh, a a very a very very special player to me yeah of course- and rightly so All, all right. my God, all my guys are getting old and retiring and I don't like it yep you got
1: any other news? no, that's it, good, let's get out of here then, but before let's. we do, a quick thank you to the people in the top two tiers on our patreon subscription service if you'd like to support us go to patreon dot com forward slash Boom rookies you get access to our discord server a third show every single week, merchandise discounts, and lots more. Chris Avnell, Dave, Rocky and Rafi, Stu, Wayno the Old Coot, Two Black Eyes Can't Be Told, Alex Sergio Comey, Bruce the Pom, Buttsy, Call Me, King of the Mountain, Chewbacca Snuffleupagus, Cindy Moses, Dan Cullinane, David, Doc Hogg, an anonymous backer, Ed Burton, Frankie, Jace Felix-Farmworth, Jason, Joel Wrigley, John, Josh Brandon, Kicks House Out of the Comp, Lachlan Hancock, Lifelong Dolphins fan, Luke Charles-Smidmore, Mads, Taylor's version, Matthew Duggan, Michael, Addicted to the Shindig Murray, Mr. Beefy, Morgan Watkins, My name is Matt Bungard, and I love Taylor Swift. My name is Matt Bungard, and I love the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs. My ding-ding-dong is hard and I am sad. Never Trendy. Pat McManus. Pete Fulger. Reese Brown. Rowan Edwards. AKA Rowan Edwards. Roxanne Clark. Scores wants Stuart Sacked. See you in Vegas. Shunter. Tie. The Black Vegetable. The Zygote Broncos. <laughs> Thor Tom Hardy. Watch me Widdop. Watch me Nano. Was and West podcast. Thank you so much for your support and to everyone who just listens. Thank you
0: as well. Missed you, missed you, missed all you guys. You really struggled with that one, didn't you?
1: Yeah, I'm on the uh, I'm on the MacBook where we record, and because Macs a piece of shit, doesn't scroll down the page properly.
0: So ah, uh, shout out to another patron. I don't think he's on the list, but Boston Panther. Yep, good man. Oh, you good, met up with him. <laughs> met up with him when I was in Boston. He's a yeah. good fella. Had had some good footy yarns. Great times. You got to love it. You got to love it. Yeah, do. And if you want to have a yarn with me when I go to the states, all you got to do is become a patron and move to America. Yeah, it's really easy. It's there's only there's only two steps.
1: Pundits hate this one <laughs> trip All right, Kebo, we'll be back hopefully on a happy Monday with both our teams that are in the finals.
0: Fingers crossed, fingers crossed. Enjoy this week, guys. It's gonna be. It might be a long time before you see your team again. And That's it's, right. And it's good to be back. I miss doing the show. All right, back back in town, boys. Yeah. Back in town. All right, feels like you never left. Say goodbye. Goodbye, Bertrand. That's yes,
1: goodbye from me.